Hold up. Is that real life? What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Be Real with Bonnie. Today, we have the famous Shane Lawson. Slawson. Frank the Tank. So I promised him I would take it easy the first time that he was coming on my podcast, and we would talk about something that he likes to talk about. So racing. Got some questions for you. I know that you've already done your little recording with your, what do they call them? The Monday morning, Monday, Monday morning racer, Monday morning racer. But for my listeners, we're going to talk again about it. So tell the listeners what exactly you race and what you have raced. Well, right now we run a alcohol funny car in the funny car chaos series, but in past time I've started in the junior dragster program uh, worked my way to a car called a super comp dragster runs you run 890 index that's a whole thing in itself to explain um, and then I went to alcohol funny car which is what I run now then I went to uh, back to a dragster which was a nitro injected car uh, went from eight seconds to five seconds at over 270 miles an hour and then back to the funny car where we're at today okay that's a lot a little confusing that's okay when did you start racing like at what age i started i think it was seventh grade so what are you like 12 ish something like that it started in 93 in the juniors is when i started that's 1993 folks easy just saying that out there okay so you started racing in seventh grade our daughter started racing in. She was four years old. Four years old, not even pre-K. Okay, yep, totally makes sense. Okay, what made you want to start racing? Because you were involved in school, quote unquote, sports. Well, you know, it's one of those things. You see your dad do it, so son wants to follow pursuit. So, uh, dad started doing it in the '80s. So course i was in the shop with them all the time but uh obviously i loved my football too so i played football and then started racing and doing both and then of course uh my grades weren't the best at one point so (laughs) dad decided to sell it because i didn't meet his requirements but then we started back up my senior year do you feel like though you would hold our daughter to the same standards absolutely you would straight sell her stuff if she came home with a bad grade uh, she would get the fair warning like I did, but uh, if she don't meet the requirement, it's gone. I don't believe you. Look what happened on the four-wheeler. Okay. Well, I do believe you, but <laughs> I think you would give her a couple more chances than old Kelly gave you. Personal opinion here. Okay. So how long... You've been doing this since you were in seventh grade. So that was like, I don't know, many moons ago. How long do you plan on doing this? Because you're reaching the old age of 50. Well, look at uh, John Force. He's in his, I said you, not John Force. He's in his 70s, so why can't I hang on that long? It's, uh, when it's in your blood, it's in your blood. You want to stay there as long as you can. I cannot. I cannot. 70-year-old men. Who's the oldest person that you know? I mean, what? what's his name? Don Garland? Garlitz. Garlitz. He's been... How old is he, 91? We looked it up the other day. He's not racing anymore, though. Yes, he does. He's got an electric. He's developing an electric dragster. Okay. Who's the oldest person you have met and known to drag race, though? 
Uh, that's probably John Forrest uh, that's out there today. Uh, I know Chris Caramassini's was, I think, in his late 80s when he was done. Okay, so to, let's back up a second. So when I met you and people thought, because where I'm from, we would go to the drag strip, our like, what do we call that? The Our home yeah, home track. Home track. And we did the midnight drags. We would go watch the midnight drags. So that's your rice burners. That's your little Honda Civics. And people, I mean, a lot of people know, obviously, now what you raise. But we people thought that you did rice burners when they found out that I was marrying a drag racer. No rice burners here. Nope, nope, nope. No, I've never, uh, to be honest, I don't think I've ever even really raced at the Midnights, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I've always just gone out there during the normal normal daytime stuff or the test and tune sessions. Uh, I've always had, well, starting my senior year, that's when I got the the one dragster that, you know, all out it would run, you know, seven, 760s, 770s, 180 miles an hour. Did you ever have a Honda Civic line up with you? No. <laughs> No. No Fast and Furious for you. Okay, so you plan on doing this for a long thing, or a long time. I'm taking it now. News to me, folks. We're not hanging up the hat or helmet anytime soon. What? Okay, so moving forward, you've raced. You had your own operation with your dad. Now you have your own operation. Or you then you raced for people, sponsors, all the things. So now we have our own operation, which meaning we own the truck and trailer, we own the car, all the things. What is the best thing about owning your own operation? Uh, the best part about it is you don't have to answer to anybody because if I screw up, it's on me. You know, and at the end of the day, it's uh, I'm the, we're the ones writing the checks. So, you know, nobody can be, nobody can chew me out as far as that goes. And you don't have to answer to anybody. And if I want to, go to race i can go to race if i want to stay home i can stay home i'm i'm not uh under the microscope as far as um any kind of certain individual sponsors you know we do have sponsors but we're not like under the microscope to have to run a certain certain event or certain schedule and it just makes it a lot easier when it's on your time and your schedule what is the worst thing about owning your own operation uh the the amount of time it takes to do it all um you know it's it's a it's a struggle to juggle from the shop to basketball to cheerleading um you know our daughter's involved in about anything she wants to try to get in we allow her so it's a it's a pretty good juggle plus you know just family time in general and uh you know just being away from it occasionally Okay, so you started in seventh grade. Our daughter started when she was four. Now, mind you, she wasn't like racing side by side at four because you have to be five now. Six. Six. Okay, so you have to be six. So I remember asking one of our friends out at the track whose daughter raced. Mind you, I married into this. And this, it really is a lifestyle. And I still try to fight that daily. But I asked him why the age went because when how old was his daughter when she started oh I thought it was older than that but his answer to me just makes me laugh because kids can start soccer basketball cheerleading whatever because mind you a lot of people which we will get into this in a minute think this is a sport so we'll get into that in a second I need my lifeline no we're not doing lifelines today so 
they think it's a sport and because children can start at five and six that they can race a car because kicking a ball around the field is the same thing as driving a car going how fast did she go uh at that young age they only go about 32 35 miles an hour only only yes so folks sticking your child in a car granted yes they are safer in this junior dragster than they are in a regular vehicle however by themselves doing the things but she freaking kills it like she's amazing i cry a lot at the starting line when she leaves not so much anymore though now i get mad if she's late on the tree it's a whole thing folks it's a whole thing welcome to motherhood and sticking your car your kid in a car okay so did you ever think that you speaking of her did you ever think that you would have a daughter to a daughter and a daughter do this and do so well at what she's doing because she won her first full season was last season and she won every race but one two no one at the local track at the local track so she did a full season, seven years old, dedicated, wanted to do it all, wins every race that she raced, which was a total of seven or eight. She won a Wally, which is a huge deal. Throwing a lot at you guys. You're going to have to Google a lot. But she won a Wally. There are men and women that have been racing their entire lives and never won one. She only gets one shot per year to get that. There's only one race a year you can earn that. Okay. So she did it, plus all her other wins. So she's like killing it. And she's told us she doesn't want to do cheerleading anymore because she wants to focus on basketball and racing, which we're here for. But okay, so she, did you ever think though that you would have a daughter? Do you guys think of that? Are they like, oh, we're going to have boys? Of course, as a, as a, dad to be or however you want to say it you would think you know you envision your son being that but i wouldn't change it for nothing because i'm pretty sure he's so wild that only you know that he'll take that role but i'm super proud of her but yes i would never thought i would have had a daughter that uh would do as well and be as focused at that age uh into the racing scene but i wouldn't change it for nothing i can tell you that okay so as her dad, main crew guy, I feel like I'm the main crew. My hands get dirtier than yours with her car. I think so. It, they do, though. The crew chiefs don't get dirty. Crew chiefs, just they just tell everybody what to do. I mean. Well, then we need to switch roles. He gets dirty-ish. Kind of. I don't know. Exactly. Okay, so as her dad, main crew guy, where do you want her, where do you, see her or want her to go with this well of course i'd like for her to go all the way to the top um but that's obviously up to her at the end of the day if if she wants to pursue that um i'll give her every resource that i can and can afford to do uh but because this is not a cheap hobby folks this is also not a cheap i'm still okay we're getting there i'm still in the making the working, the whatever, me and all the like track wives to try to find a hobby this expensive that requires you, because we'll get into this in a second too, to like do all the things besides drive the car, cook, buy the food, watch the kids, 
you know, all the things and make it expensive because it's not cheap. But we're having fun. Yeah, you're having fun. Oh, the dogs are barking. I wonder who's here. Hopefully my Amazon package. Okay. So anyways, go ahead. So where do you see her going with this? I I think if she wants to pursue it, I think she's going to do well. Uh, I think she'll be very marketable. Uh, she's very personable, so which is a big, huge plus. And the more the more likable, more personable you are, the the further it will help you get. Um, and if she keeps her if she keeps her head in the game, I think she'll be you know just as good as driver as anybody out there. Um, hopefully, she surpasses me and goes you know. All the way to the top. I mean, we're one stop from the top, but it's just it's a tough game out there. And and uh, right now, you know, sponsors like females, so it's uh, you know it's starting to kind of turn the corner as far as how many female racers are out there. So I think if she wants it, she can she can do it. Okay, so you mentioned about our son because he is a banshee. He's younger than she is, and he's a banshee, like twenty four seven on the go. Nobody can keep up with him. Having a son, because obviously I asked before, but you know, you have your son, like you are a man, you got your last name to keep going in this world. Do you see him doing anything with this besides messing up a bunch of shit? Oof, oof. I mean, does that not just give you anxiety? Like you don't get anxiety like I do, like at all. Does it give you anxiety just thinking about him getting in a junior dragster started? Uh, no, don't give me anxiety. Just uh, I uh, it's a picture of uh, oh, dad. I was trying. I just knocked the front wheel off, but it's all right. We'll fix it. You know, I feel like it. it I feel like it'd probably be a lot more work, but who's to say you know because our daughter you know she's she's a daredevil but she's cautious about it um him if he keeps the same mentality he's gonna be expensive so um if that's we should try to like push him more to be like her crew chief and like what am i the co-crew chief of her car co-pilot car chief car chief okay so we should make we should push him towards that though uh yeah and then you know if he settles down he'd be all right uh but if he don't settle down it's gonna be uh very expensive i don't know why but i just thought about this but like male dogs you like clip them to settle them down i don't know why i just thought of that like can we put a shot collar on him or something is that legal is that legal okay so in this quote-unquote sport that you're in the people that we run with now in the FCC, which we will get there, there are women racers. And some in the like higher or whatever, like the NHRA, are up and coming. Do you think that they get enough spotlight for women doing this? I would say the women just, they get just as much spotlight as anybody for the simple fact, uh, you know, if a girl's got a pretty face and this person will be why does it gotta go to pretty face what if she's fugly and she's a great racer and she's whooping y'all's asses and she's fugly well i i i mean if they got good talent i'd agree to that but this day and age it's not based on that to a certain extent it's all about 
if you're if you're promotable and personable and you're good on the you know good behind the microphone and look good on the tv screen you know it's uh i hate to say it like that but that the the it, it is kind of being rude but it, but it's reality it uh you know people on tv when they're on tv people don't want to see a girl pull her helmet off and her be ugly you don't want a catfish racer is that what you're saying you want goldfish not catfish goldfish like you yeah okay <laughs> Okay, do you think one day, though, women will trump men? Because when we are sitting here talking about this stuff, it's like we get the, what, sports, the Dragster Sports Illustrated, whatever it's called. National Dragster. National Dragster. We get the... Drag Illustrated. Drag Illustrated. We get all the magazines. I mean, I don't really pay attention to them, but like nine times out of ten on the cover is usually a dude. And if you flip through it, it's mainly about dudes. Do you ever think, though, that, like, women will trump men in this industry? I don't think they'll trump them, but, they're, like I say, they're, it's, they're up and coming more and more and more. So That's it. That's my goal with our daughter. I'm going to make her trump. Well. Make her like Trump, but I'm going to make her trump all the men in this industry. Do you think you'll ever go back to NHRA? Um, I have no plans to, but... You never know. What's I mean, NHRA National Hot Rod Association. So, possibly if the if the right opportunity came along, but uh, I'm pretty happy where we're at. It's a lot less uh, political. It's a lot less stressful. Uh, payouts are just as good. Uh, entry fees are less. Um, the guy that puts the series on has done a great job, and it's way more laid back, way more fun, and it's more family atmosphere than it is business politic atmosphere the nhra is like the nba the nfl like the top of the top racing drag racing where what we do would be like the tulsa drillers yes and no it's 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 what are they called the farm team yeah but we're not like a farm team it's just a different series because uh, I could take my card today and go run an HRA with it, but I choose not to. I mean, it would be competitive over there, but I just choose not to because I have more fun. But we also have like really good friends that are in a like run NHRA, so we're not like dogging it by any means. No, no, no. Um, it's just all what you decide you want to do. You know, I mean. Uh, our FCC series is more Midwest location and makes it a lot easier if you don't have sponsors. And it's also more based on any kind of budget because uh, it's a no real deal. It's kind of an outlaw deal. In the NHRA, if you run alcohol funny car, you have certain weight breaks, certain cubic inches, certain blower speeds you can run. There's all kinds of different rules and regulations you got to follow. Our series is, if it's a funny car, you can run it. So it makes it more of a challenge because you never know what you're going to come up against. Okay, so FCC is the funny car chaos. So you see on our social media, we posted about that a lot. So if you were lost. I will say, though, that especially when it comes to the funny car chaos, it's like family. It's like Olive Garden when you hear your family. You know, going back to my old stomping grounds. And I learned that because growing up, like like I said, they consider this a sport. And 
when I grew up, sports involved like basketball. So they involved <laughs> balls, basketball, soccer, track, like like you are sweating because you've run. We sweat too. Okay, that's because you're in a fire suit. Um. Anyways, but we didn't like want to look out for the other team. We didn't want to help the other team. If we were up against them, it was like everybody's our rival. And I learned, what, what was it, two years ago in Eddyville when we put Sis up to the starting line and you weren't there yet. And you guys have your little ritual. She doesn't let me strap her in and all the things. And a dad came over and helped me. And we were running his kid. Like, who does that? I'd be like, oof, sorry about you. Can't make the run. We won. Not now. It's because we're, we're real sportsmen. Well, whatever. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just super competitive. So whatever I got to do. Why do you want a free, what? easy win? That's not a free. That's a, free a win is a win, folks. Okay. What would you say that, well, you kind of already did, but like some of the biggest differences with the NHRA and the FCC? Uh, like I say, the biggest difference is, is you're, it's, you're under the gun more uh, in an HRA as far as what you can or can't do. You're under a microscope more as far as rules. Um, we have, like I say, no rules where we run. Uh, as long as it's a flip-top funny car, you can run it. Um that's the biggest thing I like is because there's no no limitations of what you can can or can't run as long as you're safe and uh, things are current then you can run it which makes it more fun do you think there's as much drama I mean you already said like politics but do you think there's as much drama and politics in the FCC as there is in the NHRA uh no because prime example there's been I mean NHRA's got people that, I mean, it's a cutthroat deal. It's, uh, you know, there's people that will try to steal your sponsors tomorrow to get their stuff, that stuff on the side of their... They'll also sleep with your wife. Well, there's that, <laughs> but uh, that's that's a, a topic in itself. But, um, no, it, uh, it's just but a I different feel game. Like, I feel like, too, though, from some of the stories that we've heard being in this, I mean, you longer than me, but, like... I feel like, though, if depending on, again, like everyday life, though, it's not like what you know, it's who you know. And like they'll give you a couple slaps on the wrist until you piss the right person off and then you're done. Yeah. Like, oh, boy, that used to go out and party all the time. And then him and his significant other broke up and she threw him out of the bus and he was out. And everybody knew he did what he did, but... She pissed, he pissed the wrong person off. That, that is that is true. Uh, of course, you know you don't have you don't have all that uh, wherever we're at. Uh, you know, because a lot of the racers where we're at are just happy to be there. You know, because it's from I mean, it's from a guy that's got a small budget to a guy who's got a big budget, and it's not all based on who's got the biggest checkbook. I've also never seen so many, again, going back to like strapping our daughter in and somebody helping me, but you guys have also like, people have come to our pits to borrow parts and we've gone to people's or people come to ours to get something welded or like whatever. Like, is this really a sport? Cause you're helping each other, right? Well, don't you help Don't you help your teammates in other sports? 
I mean, the not person a, you're running against is not your teammate. Well, right, but they're still a friend. But at the end of the day, they we all want to win fair and square. So I'd rather give a part to somebody, which we have, and have to run them. And if they beat me with my own parts, they beat me with my own parts. But I'd rather I'd rather win fair and square than be like, oh, sorry, you can't have that, and then uh, have a freebie. Because to me, that's, I mean, what fun is that? People are going to listen to this and think I'm a huge bitch. Like, knew it. I knew it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm here to help out whoever. It's not me behind the driver's seat, Will, whatever you want to call it. Okay, what is one thing you would tell young racers or someone who is wanting to become a racer? You know, that's a good question. Uh, basically, if if the old saying, if there's a will, there's a way, um, if that's your dream, you can make it happen. You just, you just got to keep pushing you know to get to the level that i'm at today i was always told there's no way we could i'd ever make it there because it cost too much and that we couldn't afford to do it um i just kept pushing and found sponsorships and figured out a way to make it work um but you know there's from the lower classes to the up to the upper hand classes i always tell people at the end of the day you gotta start somewhere and you put your right shoe on the same way everybody else does so nobody's better than anybody else just keep pushing and you can get there that was very well said, Frank. Okay, so we're going to shift it a little bit. It's not really been talked about on here, but, and of course, I always joke about it. In the FCC, well, no, I guess in all of it, you guys have backup people, backup girls. We call them bugs. Yes. Okay. Did you ever think your wife... And mind you, let's start with when I first started backing you up. I used to wear started mom shorts. mom shorts, tennis shorts. God, they weren't even that. They were like old lady shorts. Down to my knees. Awful. Awful. <laughs> with the smart chicken awful jersey thingy. What are those called? Starting line shirts. To now, if you're listening and you're wondering who we're talking about, Google her name's Jungle Pam. She's the one that started this. Um she has a nice rack. Headlights are always on looking at you, but she has a nice rack. High beam. There you go. Did you ever think out of all the women in the world, your wife would become bug of the year? Well. No, you can answer it seriously. Don't be like, oh, yeah, because you're bug in my life or in my eyes. Like, no, <laughs> be serious. Because this is, okay, so bug of the year is this. It, I, I don't even know. Like, is it a group of guys? Is it a couple guys? I have no idea. But out of because drag racing is all over the world and they have bugs like the lady that won it last year is from Australia and she is flipping gorgeous. Like I am talking an 11 out of 10, like in my eyes. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. Well, you're Plus, out of 10. Okay. She has an Australian accent. Like there is well, nothing, there is nothing sexier than an Australian accent. So they're all over the world. People, I guess, vote. I don't. I don't even know how they determine it, but they have a Facebook page. We'll give them a shout out. What is it? Drag racing backup girls. There's like 97,000 people that follow it. And they post pictures of us on there doing our thing with you guys. And jungle Pam started it. And she, did she even match jungle Jim's car? Or did we kind of put that twist? Uh, you guys kind of put that twist. Uh, they, she just 
wore very um daisy dukes yeah and you know no bra yeah with them headlights on high and she would wear like strappy platform high heels like she didn't sometimes she would wear the go-go boots anyway so we i guess put our own twist on it and we match our car so we're like the mascot kind of which we have a mascot the gladiator brutus 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 so my colors are like the kansas city chiefs and i dress in like i call myself you know i look like a hooker a hoochie mama that's what i'm saying us wives need to find something and i think the thing for you is golfing and you have to be my caddy and dress and look like an idiot and carry my thing bag anyways sorry getting off track so we dress up we back them up it's a thing you can get as sexy as you want you can get as homely looking as you want i dress our daughter up to match me pretty much to the t and sometimes she runs beside me while i back you up and sometimes the tracks won't allow it which is fine but did you ever think out of all the women in the world literally the world that sitting on the lake Labor Day, we were going to get that message that I was bug of the year. Because, I mean, I'm like pushing 40 here. And there's <laughs> girls out there. I mean, just like back in blacks. Backup girl. Cute little thing. And they pick this old grandma. This milf. Goldfish. The old goldfish. Well, the way I look at it is, is you kind of, you, when we came to the FCC... If you remember, my dad uh, asked you about doing that, and you were like, ah. But then as time went, you started having fun with it. Well, and then we had a friend that was like, you could win money. All you have to do, here's the links to Amazon. And again, you can dress however you want. Yeah, and then you you even did more of a twist to it than what they were doing. You were like, well, I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to start switching outfits. So... Uh, you started doing that, and every run was something different, which most of the girls had either the same, they wore the same thing every time, which, you know, you kind of set your own trend. So it made, to me, it made you stand out. So, you know, at the end of the day, I thought you had just as good a chance as anybody to win it, uh, because a lot of them don't do that. Uh, but now all of them have followed suit. But uh, I would have never. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would have never thought that it would have come down to that. And But it's the whole bug thing has taken off and become a big deal. So, um, But I think you deserve it as much as anybody. That's so sweet. So to the guys that mouth you guys about having backup people, because it's not even like the gladiator, Brutus. Like, he's a dude. It doesn't even have to be a chick. Makes it more fun. Right? For all you guys that love drag racing. But sometimes you guys get mouthed about it. And like, oh, why do they need somebody to back them up? Well, they can mouth all they want. But until they're in the seat, you can't, especially in a funny car, you can't you can't see where you're... I mean, the visibility in one of those is not the best. So, you know, like I have to look. From the starting line, I can only... You know, I can't see the ground until almost the quarter mile finish line. So that's where I have to look. And, you know, if they see something on the racetrack uh, where they want to scoot me over or something that, you know, offset me in the groove a little bit or whatever, 
they do that because I can't see that. They can see stuff on the track that I can't see that's behind me. So what people don't realize and understand is it's all about visibility. And if the crew chief wants you somewhere different, they're going to tell you girls where to put us. So that way we can make the best run possible and make it make it good. To the guys that mouth you that you have a willy bar. Well, we, why do you have a willy bar? People think it's to keep it from standing up or flipping over, but it's not. It's to help. One of the big things that helps control wheel speed, which too much wheel speed's bad because you end up just spinning the tire on the start line. And if you don't have enough, it wants to hike the front end up and just you know stand up. Uh, so we use it. We use it as a tuning method on the starting line. Well, there you have it, folks. Your answer for all the. Willie Bar backup questions. Okay, last but not least, and you do not get a lifeline. Ugh. We'll call him sometime. Do you honestly feel in your heart that this is a sport? Because I am sticking to my guns. I mean, I went down to the nitty gritty arguing with our good friend that this is not a sport. Yeah, it's a sport. No. Yes. How? Well, it's all it's it's just like any other game. It, it's strategy. It's you got to like, you know, when we ch- obviously change the tune up per round due to the weather, due to the track conditions. So it's just like you know, strategy in a football game, basketball game, or whatever. You pick certain plays for certain times of the game, certain spots of the field. Uh, you know, and it and it's it is a team effort because if my team doesn't do their jobs. I can't go to the starting line, and if I can't go to the start line, you can't win. That's a way better answer than your lifeline gave. Because he went straight to, like, put Michael Jordan behind the wheel. Okay, next question. I still don't think it's a sport. Who is the MVP athlete of your operation? When it comes down to getting you to the starting line, who's the athlete? Getting me to the start, like... Oh, like, oh. we roll you up with the truck. What is that called? What do we call that? The tow vehicle. The tow vehicle. We roll you up. I'm on my golf cart with our daughter, ready to go. Earplugs, sunglasses, all the things. Who is the number one athlete of our team? Me. Oh, no. You sit. It's me. I run. And you make me run. Some guys back up really slow. You and the other car that I back up think it's a freaking race to see who can back up the fastest. I am out of breath. And mind you. Do you, do you recall the statement I made years ago? Okay. Yes. What, what? You guys want to make you run. Yes. You can't make me run. Yes. He. Okay. Yes. And he's like literally to this day serious about that and makes me do that. And so does the other guy that I back up. Like. For, you know, almost 38 years old. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I literally am huffing and puffing by the time you two are done. Because sometimes you guys back to back. Well, I'm huffing too because I hold my breath. Okay. Well, that's your own problem. I am the athlete of the team. Let's be honest. I have to wear the hills. I have to run. I have to stage you. The mental athlete though. Okay, that's not what I asked. And I got to be on top of the week. It's not what I asked. Well, as far as the 
physical side of it, I would say you. Okay, that's the end of that question. Oh, that's all I wanted. That's the only thing I wanted. Okay, so at the end of every podcast, we do, or episode, not podcast, we do a burning question. You don't know what it is. Oh, you get to choose. Don't look at it. Just pick one and then give it to me. I'm scared. I can't. For our son. Okay. Whoa. Get those fat fingers. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, boy. Question. Do you ever... <laughs> have you ever peed yourself? No, I can't say that I have. Um, no? No? Like, not even in your drinking days or partying days or... Have you... <laughs> that was the question. Have you ever peed yourself? No, I have... <laughs> No, I can't. I can honestly say I've never had one of those drunken experiences of uh, peeing in a random spot or uh, peeing my pants or anything of that nature. No, I've never, uh, as an adult. I don't. Myself. I don't feel like you've lived life then. Well, I guess I want to continue not to live life because I don't plan on anytime soon peeing myself. But you know, you never know. When I get old, I might pee myself. What kind of question is that? That's funny. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode. And listening to Shane's first appearance, which we will not take it this easy on you next time. The one and only Frank. You can also find our racing team on Facebook at the Man of War Funny Car. And then on Instagram, FC underscore Man of War 4238. So make sure you check out there for all the latest and greatest of what's coming up. And until next time. Make sure you follow us. Oh, yes. Click, like, subscribe, like, whatever. Follow all the things. So until next time, let's all be real.